millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the first World in Sport for 2019. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Tonga prepares for their World 7 Series return. The final OFC Champions League football places are up for grabs and a Tongan skier returns to the slopes. But first, the Australian government has announced it will provide funds to help Fiji's Netball World Cup preparations and efforts to get a Fijian team in the New South Wales Rugby League's Interest Super Premiership. The Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison last week announced the extension of the Pacific Sports Partnership Programme to include Fiji with a high-performance focus on netball and rugby league. Fiji Pearl's netball coach Vicky Wilson, a former Australian Diamonds captain, says with the World Cup just six months away, every bit of help is extremely valuable. Well, we're absolutely thrilled to receive uh, the Pacific Sports Partnership funding from the Australian government to help us with our World Cup preparations. It's, uh, it really is just wonderful and uh, to be able to secure it in a World Cup year is amazing. What sort of difference does it make? I mean, as it stands, what do your preparations for July look like? Well, it means, first and foremost, that we'll be able to engage the services of support staff, such as a performance analyst. It's really important that we work with performance analysts to be able to not only analyse our performance, our um, individual performance, but also the opposition. And it's a really um, steep learning curve for the girls, Um, to be able to to do that, but it's also an amazing resource to have at your fingertips. So our support services, such as the performance analyst, um, uh, a mental skills coach, uh, medical services, be able to take a a doctor with us on tour. So uh, just being able to tap into all of those important services are just so, so important. So they'll be uh, working with us throughout our camps, that we've got in the in the build-up, and uh, also when we're playing a test series um, beforehand. Did Fiji Netball have to specify what the money would go towards, or have they just granted the money, and that's what you guys obviously feel is the best use of it? No, the the money was um, determined to go towards World Cup and World Cup preparations, and uh, we worked very closely with um, DFAT and Netball Australia to work out what it was that we required, and uh, it just went from there. And what is the, what is the total sum? Uh, that hasn't been um, revealed to us yet, so uh, that will be coming out soon, but it will go a big way, in, as I said, in helping us with those support services, but also being able to hold camps, and we'll be holding a couple of camps in Australia before we go, and it will be able to fund... Uh, the, the flights, the accommodation, the meals and the support services at those camps as well. Again, something that we haven't been able to do. Indeed. And, uh, you know, obviously one of the ongoing challenges is is match time or, or just time together in, in camps, as you say. Uh, last year you had 
a pretty busy year. You had the qualifiers, you had the the Commonwealth Games, of course. Uh, you had the the club championships in New Zealand. Uh, um, what's uh, what's the program looking like over the next six months? Well, it's a really hectic schedule once again. So we have a test series against Singapore in April. Uh, then we'll be having camps will be spread out in between uh, the test series between April and in June. June we've got a test series against New Zealand and Samoa. And uh, we'll also be playing against the New Zealand men's team, and that'll be in Auckland. And prior to uh, that test series, so in in May and early June, that's when we'll be holding those camps in Australia. So very, very busy times. And as head coach, Vicky, how are you feeling six months out? Because uh, I I imagine on one hand six months is a long time, but uh, of course it's also not long at all. Well, it isn't very long, but uh, it's really important that everyone sort of um, head down and work really hard. Next weekend we have our squad trials, so we're expecting about 45 people for trials. And from there we'll be announcing our Pearl squad. And there'll be, there'll be a number of um, camps, as we said, but also daily sessions. And we're looking for those who are really committed and hardworking and have a, a high work ethic to um, you know, be stepping forward and saying that they want to be there compete at the uh, on the international stage that's the Fiji netball coach Vicky Wilson Tonga will make their first appearance on the World 7 Series in five years when they run out in Hamilton this weekend the Kingdom qualified for the New Zealand and Australian leagues of the series by finishing fifth at the Oceania 7s in November and will also feature in the Hong Kong World Series qualifier Head coach Tevita Tuifua says with an extra couple of months together, the team is feeling prepared and ready to go. Yeah, in terms of uh, preparation, I would say that uh, better than what we had on the, um, the Oceania. Uh, obviously, we had more more time and extra two weeks add on to our preparation for Oceania. I think we'll soon find out at the end of next week, Sunday. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, it, it, it's, it's certainly not an easy um, start. You've got... The United, Sta- United States are, of course, top of the standings at the moment. Samoa, your old rivals, you know them well. You played them in the Oceanias. And uh, England are obviously one of the top teams in the competition as well. So I think first up, you guys have currently the top-ranked team in the world. Yes, most definitely. I think, uh, yeah, for, for myself, uh, my focus in, uh, is in the team. Uh, focusing on uh, looking at how they're going to cope with this level is uh, off and on the field uh, as well. So as a majority, they haven't like uh, uh, play on this level. So it's quite new and uh, be interesting to see how they, uh, they adapt to the, uh, the environment. Is it a, a little bit of stepping into the unknown, do you think, at the moment, Savita? Well, um, you know, I mean, I can see it, but I, I think I, uh, I, I get to know my players a bit more better now, and I'm, I'm sure that we... Uh, we are preparing for uh, yeah for for uh, top level tournament, so I'm expecting everyone to to perform with what we have been through right to uh, this week, and I think they are in, in the right track. And I suppose the exciting thing for for Tonga is that you've got this, then you've got Sydney, so you haven't just got a one-off tournament; you've got a couple. So if you do well, or even if you don't, you've got that chance to um to build on that, you know, the following the following week. Yes, most most definitely. But, uh, it will be huge for for the group for their development, uh, building up for Hong Kong. So, which is our main target priority uh, for this year. 
Uh, however, we still uh, is is top uh, is high performance level, and we are ex- expecting everyone to perform. As we the, have the player set now is building uh, up, and there, there's no um, it will play some performance in this group. So, and I, I'm, I'm glad that we we have that uh, that other team based here in Auckland makes things easier. And uh, Hamilton is um, you know fast becoming a very special city for Tongan uh, uh, sporting fans. Of course, the rugby league a couple of years ago. Um, the announcement late last year that Tonga, the Ikaletahi, will play the All Blacks before the World Cup there. So, you know, with that and with obviously the Sevens team being there next weekend, um, no doubt you'll be expecting plenty of uh, Tongan supporters uh, in, in the crowd. Yes, I, I think New Zealand rugby has done a little bit uh, with engaging the, the, the supporters group that we have based in Auckland. Uh, so they have been uh, working really hard on promoting and uh, getting the people, uh, getting the support behind the team. But I guess, yes, it is, um, Hamilton is, uh, uh, is a, quite a nice stadium to play and, uh, having the crowd next to, right next to you on the, on a field, it would be a big boost if we have the numbers there. So, we're expecting a big crowd. However, we're still, uh, focusing on our performance in it anyway. That's the Tonga men's sevens coach, Davita Tuifua. Cook Islands football champions Tupapa Mararenga are hoping home advantage will work in their favour as they seek a return to the OFC Champions League main draw. The Avarua club secured a seventh national title in nine seasons at the end of November, earning them a spot on the Champions League qualifying stage alongside Kiwi FC from Samoa, Tonga's Lotahaapai United and Pango Youth from American Samoa. The Tupapa coach, Delaney Yangona, says an extended domestic season presented new challenges to the squad as they prepared for the Oceania campaign, which gets underway this weekend. It was a real good season for us last year. It was um, a particularly longer season because we had three rounds as opposed to the normal two rounds. And so it was just a matter of managing the players at the end of the season. I'm giving them a bit of a break before they started preparing for um, the Champions League. Um, but otherwise, it's been OK. And of course, it's festive season. Trying to negotiate in between that isn't exactly easy, but um, the preparation's coming along. We've got um, 10 boys based here locally. Can't complain too much about it. As you can say, just families on the island and players wanting to meet up with families and things like that. And just so, yeah, just making, slowly negotiating all that kind of stuff throughout the festive season. But otherwise, quite happy with where the boys are at, um, at the moment. Um, and we're just waiting for our um, overseas-based players to arrive next Wednesday which gives us a good three training days before the first game kicks off next Saturday. Does a, does a longer domestic season help with your preparations in terms of feeling match ready? Yes and no. I guess the, uh, the biggest concern for us was at the end of the season was injuries. So we've got a couple of players who couldn't make this tournament because of um, injuries sustained throughout the season. In terms of gameplay, it, it, was, it was a really good thing for us having the longer season. But yeah, just managing the players and making sure that they're up and ready to go again for this tournament coming up. And um, at this qualifying stage, Tupapa have obviously experienced success before. Last year you made it through and on previous occasions as well. So, um, you know, no doubt that is the aim again this time, especially on home soil. Definitely. A couple of years ago we did host the um, tournament and we got ourselves into a real comfortable position after the first game. And then... Um, and that really second game, everything just changed, and so we ended up finish, finishing second in the tournament, which is quite hard to swallow playing at home. And so 
Now that we've got it back here, we're hosting again. That, that is definitely the aim to win the tournament and put us in a good position for the next stage of the um, Champions League. But of course, that brings its pressure, um, as it normally does. But hopefully this time the boys are better prepared and we're um, a bit more experienced, let's put it that way, in playing in front of our home crowd. Yeah, and you mentioned, I think you said, 10 local boys and, and obviously the overseas players to come in. So how, how different is the squad this year from last year? We would say about 90% the same. The, the good thing with us is that the um, the overseas boys that are coming could join us. The non-Cook Island players have played for the club in the, in the past three to four years. So they're well versed with the boys who are locally based here and how they play. Um, and of course, the other boys that we're bringing in are obviously Cook Island boys who, again, have played for us for a while. So, yeah, even though we've got about six or seven players coming in, they have played for the club before. And so, yeah, we're all familiar with each other. And um, so, yeah, it shouldn't make too much of a disruption to the first game that starts next Saturday. And of course, I think this is the second year where the top two teams from the qualifying stage go through. So it's not just the winner. You know, you mentioned obviously a few years ago when you had that heartbreak. So uh, how important is it being at home and and just for, you know, good feeling, I guess, amongst the players and, and the club that you want to be that first team? Definitely, definitely. I mean, we've been speaking about it for a while now. Um, even though the top two go through it, for us, it's really about winning in front of our um, home crowd because uh, we've been quite fortunate this year that we get to host it because um, if memory serves me correct, it was supposed to be Samoa that hosted this tournament, but they're, they're revamping their ground, so we got to host it. So, yeah, again, it's just about having that second opportunity to play in front of our home our home fans, and, yeah, the, the goal is to win the tournament, and that's what we're purely focused on. And uh, Pango Youth, Lotaha by United and, and Kiwi 3, I guess reasonably familiar uh, opponents, uh, the sorts of teams that you've often come up against at this stage. What do you know about where those teams are at? All three teams, this will be about the fourth or fifth time that we've played them at this stage of the tournament and so we're quite um, I was looking at the, the, the team list for three teams and a lot of players that we've seen in previous years I mean obviously everyone wants to win this tournament and so they're trying to get together their best players um, and so yeah we all know each other it's Pacific football um, lots of rivalries out there um, our very first game is against uh, Kiwi Samoa and traditionally they've been our biggest competition and so yeah, everyone's just really gearing up for that first game, which pretty much could decide the um, the winner of this tournament. And I suppose there's not too much of a break, is there? Because obviously if you are successful, uh, you know, the group stage itself kicks off in, in February, so it's pretty much straight into it. It's all, it's all been you know, part of the, the preparation. It wasn't just about this tournament coming up next week. It's also um, the next stage in mind, because you're absolutely right. I think it's about three weeks after the conclusion of this tournament and the next one starts. So, um, yeah, that's all been a part of the plans, all been factored into the um, training sessions leading up to it. And so, yeah, a lot of excitement. I guess the boys just can't wait to get on the field and um, get this tournament under the way. That's the Tupapa Mararinga football coach, Delaney Yangona. Tongan skier Kasete Nalfahu Skeen has his sights firmly on next month's World Alpine Ski Champs after making a successful return to the slopes at the weekend. The 36-year-old was forced to give up his Winter Olympics dream 15 months ago after rupturing his right anterior cruciate ligament during training in New Zealand. The London-born giant slalom competitor was able to put his skis back on last month and at the weekend raced in a local competition in Sweden. I'm not the world's fastest skier, but at the same time, you know, I've got my own goals. Often I think of um, alpine skiing, it's a sport where really you, kind of, you compete with yourself to um, better yourself. And so I felt that I gave a reasonable account of myself, uh, and I'm happy with that. I feel like I've got to have a good base to, to build on now. Just before the injury, I was skiing really well. 
which was kind of more of a shame to me in a way, uh, or the biggest disappointment about the injury was how well I was skiing before it happened. And so since December, a lot of my focus has been on just trying to regain my form and to find that feeling again. And I think in the last race, I kind of, I felt the progression was there, basically. So I've got another race, two races next weekend that I'm hoping to enter and I'm hoping to progress again, basically. What was the standard of competition like uh, at the weekend? Uh, It was good. You know, Sweden is a a nation of skiers, basically. You know, cross-country skiers, alpine skiers. They have gold medalists in the last Olympics. They have gold medalists in in, in world championships, world cup winners. So, you know, there's uh, a lot of kids here who are born onto skis. So it's always going to be a tough competition here. And so you're based in Iron Sweden, which is where the world championships are going to be held. Uh, Obviously, that was a conscious decision. Yeah, uh, but it's also um, the place where I kind of begin with my love of skiing uh, on a family holiday with my girlfriend's family. And it's kind of uh, completing the circle in a way. So, yeah, I I came here to train in preparation for the 2017 World Championships and I'm back here again for the 2019 World Championships. So it's, it's kind of like a a marker in my, my history of skiing, um, and it's a pretty special place to be. And what do you have to do to get to the 2019 Champs next month? Is there a certain qualifying mark or anything that you have to meet? So I've retained my points from prior to my injury, which means I should qualify for the, the World Championships for the qualification race. I'll take part in the qualification race during the World Championships, uh, the Giant Slalom race, and then if I make it through that, I'll go into the main race. And uh, how would you describe your outlook on the competition uh, now compared with two years ago when you competed in St. Moritz? I guess, you know, older and wiser. Also, Aura is a place that I'm much more familiar with. And I think, you know, I'm someone who I, I don't have the experience of nearly all of the other skiers, skiers who have been skiing since they were children. And so it's really difficult when you come to a mountain and it's the first time you've seen the mountain and it's the first time you've, you've skied in that slope or been in that environment. So Aura is a place that I've been to quite a few times now and I'm living here and I'm skiing here every day. So it's really one of familiarity. And I think um, I, yeah, I had quite a lot of nerves in 2017 and I, I, I think I'll be a bit more relaxed and uh, hopefully that will bode well. How do you feel physically? Because I know last time you said that you were still bothered by the the wrist or the hand uh, fracture, which you said that subconsciously you, you still had that in your back of your mind when you were you know competing in the runs. Uh, so in, in a funny way, do you almost feel better now than you did then? Yeah, I do. I do. So in 2017, I was competing with a fractured hand, two broken bones in my hand. And it wasn't until actually after that all healed up that I realized how much it kind of affected me. Um, it sounds kind of obvious to say that a fractured hand is going to affect you, but when you're so focused on just doing your task, you don't necessarily have that space to step back and reflect. But now I definitely feel like I'm skiing with a sense of freedom that I didn't have before. And also, I mean, yeah, it's easy to kind of get hung up on maybe the knee injury, but I think I've been really confident in my recovery and in the job that the surgeons did and my, and my physios, so that's not really a problem for me now either. It's just about uh, skiing as best as I can. That's Tongan skier Kasete Nalfahu skiing. And that's the World in Sport for this week. Thank you very much for listening.
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.